Are you okay? No, you no okay I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. All right. I'm good. I'm good. Right, this could be the first live death on a podcast ever. You'll <laughs> <laughs> be able to monetize that shit in a second. I know. We'll we'll definitely go viral. Okay. All right, and welcome to Last Man's Opinion. My name is Tom McGrell. Uh, welcome to our first podcast ever. I am joined today by Roland Barrielli, Dan Mara, and Rich Cakel. Uh, today's podcast, we're going to hit on the recap of the Super Bowl. We'll uh, talk about those uh, shitheads, Tom Brady and uh, Gronk. We're going to hit on uh, NFL Draft, and uh, we'll do a little recap of uh, NBA, uh, the latest trades that have happened. Uh, looking forward to uh, playoff push, and uh, maybe uh, hit on some NBA draft as well and some outlook on that. Uh, since this is the first podcast that we have going, um, just wanted to explain a little bit about the uh, podcast, about us, and how uh, Dan Mara is driving right now and probably going to kill himself on this first podcast ever. Uh, Dan, you okay there? You doing about 80? <laughs> I am flying. I got a basketball game to, uh, to make me hear the blinker just now. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Um, we got, uh, we got Roland Barrielli drinking some, uh, psychedelic, uh, beer and, uh, and Rich, are you, are you drinking at all? Yeah. I got a, uh, bourbon aged stout, cream stout Ooh. with coffee. Ooh. Ooh. I love, I love Yeah. We might have to kill Dan. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's good. Dan, what are you drinking? Uh, I, I, I'm drinking water. I have my game. Come on. So Dan, Dan's on his way to uh, a, a little bas- pickup basketball game where he'll probably break his ankle or something like that. Uh, uh, no. about, about the podcast, uh, basically it's going to be a, a sports podcast uh, with a little bit of background, uh, you know, a couple of guys just having a good time and telling some jokes and, and making fun of each other. And uh, maybe we'll have uh, some unique topics and uh, some some good insight for you. Um, but first, really just want to jump into a recap of uh, the terrible uh, Super Bowl. I, uh, I've been listening to a couple of, of uh, recap podcasts and a couple of um of the sports shows i don't know if you guys have seen anything i know and some people have been just being like oh well it was a great defensive game and uh i i just personally thought the game sucked i thought both teams were terrible both teams were flat um i i think that uh goff looked terrible and um i i just don't know where anyone Maybe they're just trying to save save face on the on the game and and uh, and you know say it's you know an okay game or whatever. But what what did you guys think overall? I thought it was a pretty oh, shitty uh, defensive game. Yeah, as soon as I walked into the office Monday morning, Larry told me it was a great defensive game. So there are some people out there that do believe that. Fuck Larry. <laughs> so, I I could un- I could understand how some people would say, oh, you know, it, there were some. You know, I'll, I'll give the Patriots the, you know, the fact their their team wasn't that great this year. I mean, they were a good team, and and they're obviously Super Bowl champs, so they are a great team. But I wouldn't say that they were like amazingly stout on defense. I I mean, I guess Belichick held some back some plays during the season. I don't know, and uh, and did some secret practice 
I was hearing that he did all of his practices in the hotel lobby um, in like a conference room um, all week. So it wasn't like anyone could spy on them. He was saying the practice field was was uh, in the middle of two skyscrapers. So he was practicing doing plays in the lobby of the hotel. So, I mean, I wouldn't hold it back from, I wouldn't take it from Belichick that, you know, he didn't come up with some new game plan or something like that, that, you know, no one saw all, um, all season um, and then just threw it out there. But, I mean, what did you guys see with the, uh, with the defense of, of the Patriots? So, so you, know what I, uh, you know what I read? Uh, well, first, I mean, Goff is fucking terrible. Has to be the best quarterback to ever make the Super Bowl. The guy was embarrassing. I felt like I could make half those throws. Yeah. Did you see the one time when the guy was running fucking free in the end zone and he took him like 20 minutes to find him and then he lagged it up there and let what's his fucking face run all the way back there and tip it away? So Goff is terrible. And then I was actually reading something that said all year uh, the Rams uh, would like to get up to the line with like 25, 26 seconds left uh, in the play clock. So that McVay could tell Goff what to do uh, yeah, because I, I guess read, the guy's fucking idiot, too, yeah. that he can't figure it out for himself. And then <laughs> what the Patriots basically did, I was reading, was that uh, <clears throat> when the Rams got up to the line, uh, Belichick would have two play calls, one for what happened before 15 seconds, and then once it goes under 15 seconds on the play clock, the, uh, the uh, uh, headsets turn off, and then they switch to whatever the other – defensive thing is and then Goff was too fucking stupid to figure out what they were doing and he sucked yeah I mean I so uh so there you go I don't know you know I mean it's all Goff I blame Goff 110 I I can see your point there I mean he is he is a young quarterback he's 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 what is he second year third year whatever he is um but he is uh third year third year and uh and you could tell I guess to start the game, it wasn't bad because both teams just looked like they were just going to, you know, slow play it and run the clock and try and figure out what the other team was doing. But then once that got over with, you know, the Rams just went away from their running game, which which was their most successful, you know, play style all year or the beginning, at least the beginning of the year. And uh, and once Goff started getting knocked around, or just I don't know, start getting those deer in the headlight looks. I don't know, but yeah, I I'm with you. Well, he, and, and, and you know what? Uh, and you know what Philly did last year uh, that I like that the Rams didn't do is when uh, uh, like the the Rams had like fourth down early in the game, like fourth and one or fourth and two from like midfield or the 45 yard line or some shit like that, and then they ended up putting the ball away. And got like twenty yards out of it. What, what's his name last year? Uh, you know, I mean, they did the the Philly special. They did all these trick plays. They they went for it on fourth down. Right. Like McVay, McVay was doing that all year. And then he just and stopped then, doing. You know, yeah, you, it, you could tell he was in over out. his head. Yeah, game. yeah. It really, uh, you know, it kind of seemed like McVay and Goff. They kind of thought that. I, I I mean, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Maybe they thought like, oh well. Maybe they, they, what they really thought was they watched the Patriots tape. They thought they were going to go one way. And then once Belichick started throwing out, you know, a couple of plays that they'd never seen before, which I think might have been the case, they just had no, they had no idea what, what, what the fuck to do at that point. 
I think they lost it on the lines a lot, though, too. Like, the defensive line, they only had two tackles for losses the whole game. And then the offensive line looks like they gave up halfway through the game. I don't think it was a mismatch, but they were letting guys through, like, Swiss cheese. And you can't let a young quarterback get exposed like that. It it just kills the self-confidence. Yeah, I mean, they had Hightower basically just all over. It seemed like they had him all over the place. They didn't have him set up on the edge. They didn't have him set up in the middle. They just put him wherever the hell they wanted to. And I don't think, I mean, it really showed how bad the offensive line for the Rams is. I mean, he, he got through whenever he wanted to. And they they got pushed around. I mean, I guess if there was a running running plays, there wasn't many holes because the Rams would have just kept running the ball. I mean, it was such a low, you know, it was 0-0 for, you know, two two quarters. So How long was it, Tommy? 0-0. Zero, zero. <laughs> it was two... <laughs> It was two thousand dollars worth. Of- yeah, how many? <laughs> Wait, you got two thousand dollars? Was that the final? Yeah. So the minute minute pool, um, you know, you you score a hundred a hundred bucks every minute. It was and, twenty minutes. Uh, it was Shit. it was twenty minutes of uh, you know because you get the you get you know you start the game winning a hundred bucks before the you know before the time even starts. And, and so, let me tell you, those, those were the only 20 minutes of the game that Tommy watched. Once the score changed, he did not care. <laughs> yeah. I, I once, once the score – even, you know what, even when, it, when I was up to, like, 1,800, I think, Rich, I was just like, wow, this game <laughs> Okay, just all right, let's sucked. calm down. 1,800. Yeah. yeah, I was just like – I was like, Jesus, I don't even care anymore. Like, God, somebody score. I was also hoping uh, that – I was also hoping that people would score and then, like, I, I would – all right, somebody else would start winning, and then you know they get zero zero again, and then I'd be back up winning. But you almost had it. Oh, yeah, that was that. three nothing. Yeah, you almost had it. They scored a touchdown. It would have been zero zero. I know. Was... Freaking Mac- McCordy in the in the uh, end zone breaking up that touchdown. I mean. Oh yeah. First of all, that would have been yeah. That would have well that would have given them a chance to get to zero zero, and second of all, McCordy had. This is uh, James that broke it up. So I think his brother on the opposite side of the field had the coverage on that play, and I think he blew it. And twin intuition, James had a like a shot in the ass and just decided to run downfield for no godforsaken reason since Goff just threw that ball up. Like, and oh, my just, God, the guy's wide open. He just, he just hung it up there. Like, oh, I mean, it didn't – it also didn't seem like he got through his prog- like his progressions at all. I yeah, mean, I don't even know where that if, was looking at, looking for. If if he went through that progression a little quicker, he would have caught him on you know in the end zone or on the one yard line, you know, before, well, it, and and would have thrown a laser down there instead of floating the ball so McCordy could break it up. And what kills me and golf socks. But what kills me is last <laughs> week or two weeks ago, whatever. Thanks for uh, when the Patriots, <laughs> whenever the Patriots, uh, when the Patriots beat the Chiefs. Like, they came out with a good defensive game plan. They shut the Chiefs out in the first half. But then uh, uh, Andy uh, uh, came back and, uh, you know, they scored, like, 20-something points in the second half. So, like, they made the adjustments. Literally nothing. Rams, McVay, Goff, terrible. One other thing, uh, Tommy. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, you know, I know everybody talks about how uh, Brady's the, the goat and all this bullshit. Uh, uh, one of the things that drives me crazy is fucking Tom Brady scored – 13, his offense scored 13 points this week, uh, 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 this game. Uh, last, last, last year, they weren't that great in the Super Bowl. Two, uh, when they played the Giants, he was terrible in both Super Bowls. He wasn't good in the first Rams Super Bowl. 
Uh, again, he's won six titles, but like, let's pump the brakes at how great he is in these big games. He's been terrible in more than half of them. And I understand he has to get there, but you know, to, to me, Belichick deserves more of the credit for this team uh, winning as much as it has. I mean, the guy went 11-5 at Matt Castle. Matt fucking Castle, where's he? I know. Where is he? Yeah, you know and- where he is? Nobody fucking knows where he is. Fucking nobody. So, <laughs> nobody. I, I've been, Nobody knows. I've been hearing that argument, too. And, I, and I've been saying it since, uh, you know, whenever, four or five years ago. You know, people always said, oh, Brady's, Brady's great, Brady's this. I said, you take him out of that system, uh, it, it's just a good system. I mean, it's a great system. I, I, I don't know. You know, you take, you take the offensive coaches from Belichick, you take the defensive coaches, you, you scatter them around in the league, and some of them are hit and miss. I mean, Romeo Cornell couldn't do anything. You know, Charlie Weiss went down to college. He sucked it up at Notre Dame. And, uh, and you know, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Patricia, I mean, he had uh, a little bit of, you know, success this year. But, I mean, in the beginning of the year, he looked terrible. And um, what's that? Then he had a – McDaniels was terrible when he was in Denver or wherever the hell he was. And then he yeah, had to come so, back. so, so I mean, it's really – and those guys, I don't know if, if it's just Belichick and he just does everything. And I mean, it, tells, tells I think the, guys, the cheating helps too, to be honest with you. So. Well, yeah. But, I mean, it's like, it's like Belichick, Belichick <laughs> I mean, just obviously. tells the guys, like, here, here's what you're going to do during the game. Don't, don't fuck it up, you know? Like, it's just one system and Belichick has his hand on the on, – you know – on the gas pedal and, you know, on the steering wheel and he just does whatever he wants. And, you know, everyone's successful because everyone buys and, and, into that system. And, and I think, I mean, Belichick, you know, I mean, he's obviously a great defensive coach and you look at these games that the, you know, all these games are close because Belichick's defense keeps these games close. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, Brady's great, but you know, and, and, and he's, he's clutch and whatnot, but you know, I mean, uh, he, he gave up. He gave up. The defense gave up three points. I mean, you score thirteen points in a fucking football game, especially the Super Bowl. You should lose. You should lose. Yeah, yeah but if you compare his like completion stats and yards to the other quarterback, almost every Super Bowl, they're comparable. Like, there's nothing outstanding about him. You know, like he threw. Yeah. For what? Like sixty percent completion or something like that in some franchise elite quarterback who's supposed to be the greatest of all time. Yeah. Maybe he's the, maybe he's the most clutch. Yeah. I'll, I'll give him that, but he's not like, you know, uh, they compare him all Jordan won six times. He's not fucking Michael Jordan. And the guy changed, changed the sport. I mean, Brady isn't changing the fucking sport here. He's won. He hasn't changed anything. You know, nobody's like, Oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to throw the ball like Tom Brady. I'm going to roll out like Tom Brady. You know, fucking guy just scores a touchdown in the fourth quarter when he needs it and keeps the game close. He's uh he's perfected uh, game management. He's perfected he's, he's, being boring. He's a <laughs> he, he's a glorified Trent Dilfer. Uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that might have crossed the line. I don't know about that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, wow, that 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 threw me for a loop. I mean, granted, you know, Brady has had he he's always had uh, a decent defense that has kept him in the games. He's always had offensive weapons. He's always got that wide receiver that can slash over the middle. You know, Edelman, he had uh, Danny Amendola before him. And, Welker. Um, yeah, and Welker. And they're all the same fucking guys. They're midgets that no one can track, and then he just throws the ball over the middle because that's what he likes to do. Well, then you have Banchel Gronkowski. <clears throat> yeah. But he yeah, got Gronk played his fucking best game of the season all year. But he got contained for under 100 yards. And he did. 
I mean, is it me or does Gronk just look like he is uh, pushing 90 years old or something like that when he runs down the field? I think he's a white walker. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he he runs like he's like he has two broken hips and, you know, he probably probably does. And and his knees like don't work. And I know he's got like. I don't know if that's a robotic arm that, you know, is underneath the sleeve or what, but that's what he, he looks like. He's just huffing his whole body and willing himself downfield. Like, I really just think maybe Gronk should wrap it up, but also if he comes back, what the fuck am I, do I know? He's probably, you know, do the same thing he did this year and be Brady's, you know, number two target or something like that. And, you know, Go to another fucking Super Bowl. Well, and and, 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 and the other thing that Gronk does that the other thing that Gronk does that's really good, um, and actually don't think he gets enough credit for, it, is he's a really good blocker. Like, I mean, he's probably the best blocking tight end in football, mm. uh, regardless of his catching. I mean, any any running play, they're always running to his fucking side because he's so big and massive. Well, yeah, so, that's what I mean. So I mean, he's a, he's a he's a glorified right, offensive lineman, then you know. He is. He who who can run a little bit and he can catch the ball. Yeah, but you don't see that in the NFL, right? You see that in like high school and like beginning years of college. You almost never see that in the NFL. Where yeah, where, a, line, yeah, so where a lineman is is moved to a tight end. Yeah, I, pretty I, much. Yeah, I mean, even in in college, I mean, you know, small schools. I mean, you you might catch that, but yeah, I mean, mostly high school. But you know, it is where it is. I mean. All right, so enough about this fucking Super Bowl, the Patriots, Tom Brady, and Gronk. I, I, I mean, you know, we can talk about it until we're blue in the face. I can keep going, I'm sure, because I already felt it going to Dan talking about the Giants and how they're superstars <laughs> because they beat them twice in the Super Bowl. And then, of course, Richie would jump in with uh, some Eagles talk because, you know, they won last year. So um, let's get off of uh, NFL and, uh, well – not off the NFL completely, but off the Super Bowl and off the Patriots dick because fuck them. Um, NFL draft. Uh, it is super early for NFL draft talk, um, but there are teams out there who we are fans of that have a lot of work to do. Now, Dan and, every, and Rich and Roland, uh, the Giants are in a, uh, are in a time of transition. What do they go for here? Are they going to go QB? Are they going to risk it on uh, a number six pick, pick on uh, on Haskins? Or are they going to go maybe trade back or, or even stay there and just go offensive line? You are I dumb, don't know. Man. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> uh, you want me to weigh in? I don't fucking know. I don't know. I'd pick something uh, to trade with someone for a moderate <laughs> quarterback to last a couple of years. I don't uh, see anyone coming through that's franchise quarterback for a couple of years. I mean, I think by yourself. So, so it sounds like, so it sounds like they're gonna have Eli back next year, which is fine. I mean, whatever. Uh, but uh, you know, do, do they like Haskins? I mean, Haskins had one year, uh, and nobody talked about him until the last month of the season, where he stomped fucking Michigan because Harbaugh's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and and you know, he had that great game, but other than that, he, he didn't do anything. So you're gonna fucking waste the sixth pick of the draft, not waste, but. Uh, make the six picks of the draft and hope that he's something. But that, um, but that's that's I, I, that's kind of what I'm asking. I mean, do you go the route of, you know, what what has happened? What like the past five 
six years with, uh, you know, the Browns taking, you know, whatever quarterback comes out and, and just taking a risk and, and trying them out and, and wasting yeah, basically I, your first round pick on that? I, I would, because in the last few years, I mean, if you look at it, in the last, uh, in the last uh, five Super Bowls or, or, or whatever, or maybe four, I, I don't know, I don't have any stats in front of me, so I'm going off the top of my head here. I mean, you have, you have Goff. Right uh, in his sec in his third year on a rookie deal, make the Super Bowl. I mean, he sucks, but the rest of that Rams team is loaded. They're loaded because Goff makes no money as a quarterback, you know. So he they mm-hmm. could they could spend it on all these other players. Yeah. And you look at you know I, I mean Eagles with uh, with Wentz. Uh, you, you know you look at what what the Chiefs can do with Mahomes. I mean you can do so many things with the uh, rookie quarterback if they're just average. You know right. they don't need to be great. So I, I mean, you know, the Giants are stuck with Eli for next year. See what Eli does, but I think they, they'd be stupid not to at least take a flyer on one of these quarterbacks because if they're average on a on a rookie deal for like a couple of years, you could stack them with talent like they did with Goff and, and make a run for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so is that is that Locke from Missouri in the second round, or is that uh, Haskins? Uh, uh, well, you know, is that the kid from Oklahoma, you know, Murray? I, I mean, I don't know, I, I, you know, yeah. whatever. I mean, that's for them to decide, but I think they'd be stupid not to take a quarterback in the first two rounds. Now, would you would you trade your sixth pick and, and try and go back a little further into the first round if you could get something for that sixth pick? Yeah, I mean, sure, why not? I mean, if they're going to get a boatload of picks, I mean, because, you know, Giants have, Giants have won, what, five games, an average of five games the last five seasons. I mean, the team sucks. Yeah. You know, I mean, they have literally no talent. Yeah, you have to consider that if you're not sold on any of these quarterbacks. That would be your next move, I would think. Yeah. And, I mean, Dan, you brought up the Rams being stacked. Uh, you know, next year, they're they're going to be depleted like crazy. They're not re-signing Sue. You know, they might not have, uh, what's his name, uh, Flowers or whatever in the in the middle there. Like, they're, they're going to get picked apart. That that team is going to get picked apart. But yeah. they, didn't, they did make it to the Super Bowl, and, you know, what are you going to do? And they had that chance, but I mean, the problem is Goff isn't good enough to to lead the team to a to to a Super Bowl. You know, he, he's not good enough to win it unless the the players around him are, are superstars. I mean, you saw that on Sunday. I mean, the guy was yeah. embarrassingly bad. I mean, look like he was fucking Blake Bortles out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, and and Jacksonville did shit. You know, because because of him. So, you know, but but they made it because the rest of the team is is loaded. So, I mean, I think that's what you kind of have to look for. I mean, if, if you don't think, you know, I think you yeah, at least have to take a flyer on a quarterback. All right, going to switch it up a little bit and uh, go across uh, sports uh, sports a little here and, and hit on the NBA. Now, uh, we had some big, uh, big news that kind of took away a lot of uh, the media buzz, I guess, that the Super Bowl had. Even though I feel like this year the media buzz wasn't as big uh, for the Super Bowl um, this year. I, I just didn't – I didn't get, like, the – Maybe everyone thought, oh, this game's going to suck. So that's why uh, every other media outlet um, kind of had to run with uh, the NBA trades that happen and uh, talk about Harper and Machado, I guess, for the 20th time. But uh, NBA, KP, going to uh, Dallas, uh, we've already talked about this in our in our group chat uh, extensively. Um but now we're in the podcast, so obviously we have to put it on. He trade for uh, for Dallas and picks and whatever else the fuck they got and DeAndre Jordan. How do you feel about that, uh, guys? Good trade for the Knicks, definitely. They uh, they have <clears throat> options going forward now, whereas they really didn't have many options. 
Yeah, I mean, people were saying like, oh, it's, you know, you traded the best player that you've had since Patrick Ewing, which, uh, and, you know, basically for a salary dump and, you know, picks. And I, you know, every time I hear, you know, a commentator on ESPN or, you know, on, on the herd or whatever, or, or, you know, talk about this, it, it's just the Knicks suck. KP was hurt. He was out. I mean, going on what a year, year and a half almost. You don't know what he's going to come back. He come back like, and he is a big guy that had, you know, major knee injury. So and and he's lanky and fragile to begin with. So what do you think he's going to come back as? Yeah, it's a salary dump. But guess what? You just took a dump on Dallas. You got picks back. You got a future back. And you have a couple of young stars in, in Knox and and the other and uh, Trier and um, forget the other guy's name. Daniel, help <laughs> Mitch, me out here. Uh, Mitchell Robertson and uh, <laughs> yeah, and Dotson and a few other guys. Yeah, I I mean I think uh, uh, listen, I love KP. Uh, I thought he was great. I, I love watching him play. But you know, if you if you look, I mean, you need probably what uh, probably now three legit superstars. You know, if you look at what the Knicks were going to be able to do this offseason, you know, they probably they were probably when they had KP, they were going to have to sign him to a, to a, to one of those big extensions and get maybe Durant to convince him to come to the Knicks. You know, that was best case scenario uh, um, heading into the next year. And you know, let, let's be honest. I mean, I love KP, but is he good? Was he is he good enough to to you know be the second best player on a championship team? Let alone the first best player? I don't think so. I mean, you, you know, he, he's at Dallas. You think yeah. you think he is? I think he's good enough to be the second best player on the team. I don't even know if he's best, that, but... I don't even know if he he could be that good. I think I think well, he's was is, Richie was that pre injury or or post injury? I mean, we well, don't yeah. we don't know what post injury yeah, KP is going to look like, but but at what yeah. cost, right? <clears throat> I mean, are you going to build a team around him? Now you can start from scratch, build up a team, and I feel like the NBA is a sport that's kind of unique in that you can come right out of college and be pretty competitive. So if you get some good top round picks, like you can start building a team and have a championship team in a couple of years. Yeah, and a, and a couple of free agents. Yeah, yeah. You can I sign mean, someone I mean, now after. They have, yeah, I mean, I mean, now not they anymore. have you know now they have two free, two max free agent spots that they could look to get you know uh, I don't know Kawhi and Durant, Kawhi and Kyrie, uh, you know Butler. I don't know. I mean, any combination of two guys, Kawhi. which is Jay Butts. Jay Butts. And, 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 and potentially a top three, if not a top pick. So, you know, if you get the top pick, uh, I, I know that, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, but you, you get a top three pick, you're going to get hopefully a stud of a player. Or, you know, you're in the running for, for Anthony Davis now. You know? Well, it how could, many, could, could, be, you, could be a top five pick. It could be, uh, well, it's going to at least be a top five pick because they're not, they're, yeah. not, they're not falling worse than third, in the, third worst in the league. So it's at least going to be a top five pick. Uh, yeah. And then, and then you have the future, you know, the few, two future Dallas picks. One's unprotected. And, you know, uh, Luca, I think, is going to be a superstar. But uh, uh, Dallas doesn't really have any room to add anybody else on that team. And you don't know. A KP could easily be injured again in two years. So that team could easily suck in 2021. And you have an unprotected first-round pick. So now you have two unprotected first-round picks, you know, this year's and 2021. You have a shit ton of, of young players, and Mitchell Robertson and Kevin Knox and Trier and Dotson and all those guys, Moutier, Dennis Smith Jr. I mean, 
you know, depending on how far the Knicks can want to go, they can make a serious run at getting Anthony Davis. The guy's 25 years old. He's probably a top five player in the league, you know? Yeah. And whatever we say about KP, KP was never going to be a top five player. Maybe he's top 25. Maybe that's his ceiling, top 20. But you look at you look at his career stats. You know, KP has been, you know, even last year. Last year, he got off to a great start. And then he fucking shat the bed in November and December before he got injured. Yeah. You know, he, he had a great six weeks. And, and, and then I, he was I also, I also feel like he, I, don't, I just don't know. When I look at him and I watch him with the team, it just doesn't look like he ever clicked with anybody on the team really like it didn't seem like he was like you know jay buck goes to this jay, yeah i know the team was terrible jay buck jay buck goes to a team <laughs> wait whoa 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 jay buck yeah, goes to like a 25 team games last year guys I, wow. like when you're a team full of scrubs yeah i mean jay buck goes to the sixers and you got you know a little bit of a rough patch, but for the most part, he he gelled with the guys. I mean, Richie, right? Is he gelling over there? Uh, yeah, it's, it's I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the team's winning, but the team has a lot of talent, so yeah, I don't know. And he it's, was received with open arms, and he can actually talk to the guys. Situation. Yeah, I guess only time will tell with Jay, but it definitely hasn't been a seamless uh, fit so far. Yeah, but I don't think Jay Butt is going to mesh with any team now. I don't, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think he's that guy. But at least he, yeah. you know, at least he says like, "I'm, I'm, you know, fuck these guys," you know, whatever. Like KP, he didn't say any, or maybe he did, but I don't know. You know, he didn't say anything. And about I mean, it. I, he just he just goes into the office and says, "Everybody sucks here. I hate it here. I'm not resigning." Those are know, the only words he knows crazy. in English. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and you know his brother sounds like a huge dickhead too so uh so i'm sure he played a role in it too yeah, yeah. i don't know how much of this is kp or how much of this is his brother his brother has had nothing but negative things said about him yeah yeah so his brother really mean, seems like a dick too but the I mean, whole family how, get the whole family out of new york done how, how much of a how much of a have of a you know you as the player as a star as a star that is getting major media outlet and major endorsements and, you know, talked about even when you're out for a year, you know, how much can your, you know, your brother go into your ear and say, Hey, this fucking sucks. Let's get out of here. Like, maybe they like really? the Menendez brothers. Maybe they're that close. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. Mark Cuban <laughs> is a genius and he's on shark tank. So that's why this deal <laughs> this deal makes perfect sense. It's true. It's true. He gave uh, he t- he gave ten percent of his company for. Uh, um, yeah, I mean I don't know. Whatever you know, I mean the Knicks suck. So you know this at least gives them they're just prolonging the uh, the inevitable shittiness. You know, so now it's like oh everybody's gonna look forward to the summer to free agency when we're gonna sign like fucking Demarcus Cousins and and Jokic or some other shithead that's gonna you know blow out his knee in, in, in six months and then they're going to fall to the fifth pick and get some scrub from like middle Tennessee state who everybody, nobody's ever heard of before. So well, I you mean, know. this, this last draft, I mean, they did, they did very well with, the, you know, with the two picks. That they, they, did. Had they, got three, they got three, three solid players <clears throat> out of it. Right. So, I mean, I, I got to imagine that they're doing their homework on the rookies that are coming in. And I got to think that, uh, you know, I think it's a good move for the Knicks, obviously. And I think that it is, um, if they can hit on, 
you know, top three pick. I mean, if they get lucky, they get the top pick. And obviously, you know, everyone's talking about Zion. I mean, uh, we'll see how the rest of the season goes. I mean, the kid is a freshman and he is thick. So we'll see what happens. Two C's. That's, uh, that's, uh, I thought it was three, Roland. It's only two? Uh, two these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I know. But, you know, I, I, I haven't seen, obviously, Zion play in person because I don't go to sporting events anymore because I have kids. But, um, you know, I, I, I think supposedly the kid can fucking jump out of the, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, jump out of the, the gym. I mean, everybody's seen those highlights of him. And, you know, one of his strong comparisons is, you know, uh, uh, a bigger, taller, stronger version of like Charles Barkley, who was, you know, a fucking beast. Yeah. Uh, so, and if he can develop any type of shot, uh, because I mean, he hasn't yet, but that doesn't mean, you know, I mean, he won't, I mean, he's not, you know, I guess he could turn into Ben Simmons and be a complete stiff who can't dribble, who can't shoot the ball, but. Uh... Well, that, that's the thing. Like he, he can, he can, you know, in the couple of games I've seen, he can dribble and he can run up and down the court and he is uh, agile for his size. I mean, he's agile, and, and apparently he has a great, mo- I mean, a great motor. I mean, he out hustles everybody to the ball. He gets all these loose balls, uh, you know. So, so I, I mean, I think he, I think he could be, you know, everybody says, you know, he, he he's really special and all this other shit. So, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, ho- hopefully that's the case. Hopefully, the Knicks uh, luck into getting the top pick in the draft, and then, you know, if they could sign one or two of these free agents, I mean, they could be, you know, they could be a team next year. But. Um, but essentially, all this KP trade was due is give the Knicks, uh, Knicks fans, uh, added hope that uh, uh, to last through the summer before, um, before again they sign like a, a Cousins and like uh, some other, uh, you know, oh, not, not uh, cousins. Uh, uh, cousins, you know, Cousins, Cousins and Chris Middleton to max contracts. You know what? Because because Bo- Boogie is the kind of guy. Yeah, he's playing out of his mind this year or whatever. You know, coming off of an injury. And granted, he's on probably the best team in in the NBA uh, for the past like ten years, um, but he is on a one year deal, so he knows that he has to play to get paid. And I mean, he could also just turn into what he turned into, you know, before he wound up in Golden State, and that was a guy who was good. Um, was dominant, but he also was lazy and, you know, kind of sucked at times too. So, I mean, you know, he's developing his outside shot, which is good. And um, who knows? He might stay, you know, he might stay for another year in Golden State. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. But, uh, and I I don't know about if I want Kawhi on on the Knicks either. I feel like his mental state going to New York uh, where uh, James Dolan just, uh, fucks everybody in the ass and and makes everyone ten times worse than what they are. I feel like he would just fall apart and you know and ruin the Knicks again. So I think he's too fragile for to be a Nick. Too many people come to New York and die. In the league, though, they're all they're all head cases. I mean, they all have a red flag with them. Not all of them, but most of them do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Durant even has, you know, he's got a temper and he's a little bitch to, too, you know. And, I, you know, what are you going to say about that? But at least, you know, you can say Durant can stop that and play. Like Kawhi, I don't know. He sat for the Spurs. He held out, what, a, a full season from the Spurs and faked an injury? 
Yeah, he's looking good this year, though. I mean, he has Toronto as the top seed, man. I'd take Kawhi in a second. And also, it seems like he's surrounded by some questionable people, just like KP is. I mean, some of these players need to uh, start questioning who they surround themselves with. Yeah. Oh, what did I see today? Uh, Toronto was looking to get uh, Connolly and and, uh, Gasol from Memphis for Lowry. Dunk. For Lowry and somebody else, that that was a uh, uh, the the rumor of the of the day. Fucking Larry. Fuck Larry. The Duke game live right now. Duke games on right now. On ESPN.com, you can just watch it for free on there right now. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah a little plug, little plug for ESPN. Okay. Yeah. Well, pay us, <laughs> pay us our money. <laughs> <laughs> Seventeen rebounds so far. Who has seventeen rebounds? Zion. It's like three minutes in. <laughs> the game just start. Just tip the ball off. I mean, I mean that team. That team is ridiculous. They're also oh, playing like Boston, five... Boston College, so they. Suck. Nah, Boston College sucks. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, yeah, I think that Duke team didn't have that, like five first round picks. I mean, three, three of the three of the starting five are supposed to go in the top five. Yeah, yeah Zion, true. Reddish, and uh, Barrett. I mean, come on. Yeah. I can't wait till they get knocked out in the second round now. Oh. I have a couple guys in my Madden League who are Knicks fans, and they all want Barrett. All of them over Zion. Yeah, I, I kind of like Barrett more too, but I don't know. You look at Barrett's numbers this year. He's not shooting that well from the field, and he's supposed to be a, you know, a good shooter and, and athletic. But, I mean, it, I think his shooting stats are kind of shitty. Um and I mean, he's playing on like a superstar team in college. I, I'd expect his percentages to be, you know, pretty decent, and they haven't been. Maybe they'll get better. Uh, but yeah, heading into the season, I thought Barrett would be the player I want, and he could still be. But I just haven't been as impressed with him as I kind of wanted to be. I mean, now you know Zion could get a lot of the credit, and that team is obviously loaded, so he probably doesn't get the ball as much and all that other shit. But you never know. You got like Jabari <laughs> Parker, right? We used to shoot lights out all the time, just completely dominant. And now he's mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, no, I know, I know, you know, and, and, and who knows? You know, I always kind of go back to uh, uh, the combination between the Vince Carter and uh, uh, Anton Jamison coming out of college. You know, I mean, uh, Anton Jamison was the big, uh, big Duke kid uh, or North Carolina kid coming out, and Vince Carter was kind of uh, played a shadow a little bit in college, and, and obviously in the NBA that was not the case at all. And you know, yeah. Anton Jamison had a and an average career, and you know Vince Carter was a you know, and then you had a superstar. What's his superstar. name too on the Golden State Warriors, right? That came out of that team, '94 Tar Heels. I'm a pretty, uh, I'm a pretty big Tar Heels fan. <laughs> I see that. Uh, I don't know the name of the it was uh, Charles uh, something or other. Oh yeah, that helps. I mean, I was <laughs> ten years old then. Okay. <laughs> For a big Tar Heel guy, I thought you'd know the, the, the players of this 94 team. Yeah. You got me. Charles, Charles, you know who. Charles, uh, Charles, Charles, Charlie. Charlie, yeah, Charlie. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Listen, we got a couple of minutes left. Uh, you know, this was uh, our first podcast. Uh, we'll figure out the kinks and probably not make it any better. But uh, hopefully next time you guys listen, 
uh, Dan isn't driving in a car for uh, te- the first, uh, you know, 40 <laughs> minutes of this uh, I, podcast. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, maybe we'll get Rich uh, uh, into uh, more conversation. But, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're looking to do some uh, sports and uh, we'll probably, you know, talk, talk about some social aspects, uh, you know, and stuff like that as well. Um, but I hope you listen to us next time. Thanks. Uh, this was Last Man's Opinion. And uh, I'd like to thank you for listening.